Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power. It is Lisa and I in the house today. How are you, Lisa? I'm very good, Nat. Thank you very much for asking. That is great. And we're doing a bit of a, uh, well, all of our episodes are special, but uh, this one we thought we'd do one around what I wish I knew then what I know now. Mm, Yeah, so powerful. We often find ourselves saying this a lot, don't we, actually? And it's it's it comes back to that power of knowledge and education and knowing about our bodies. And sometimes we tend to do that a little bit later than what we should. Absolutely. And I have shared uh, a few times on the podcast here around cycles and, you know, I wish that I knew about my cycles in my teen years and my twenties and Mm. just embrace them and use them. Uh, But as I say, better late than never, but, uh, but there's always an opportunity to really start where we are today and bring that learning to ourselves. And um, as an avid learner, or both of us as, you know, love of learners, the greatest learning I really do believe that we get is through knowing ourselves, knowing our potential coming into our body and using that to really see what, what opportunity is there around me living my best life and, and bringing all the amazing things that we want to do in our life and and can I add to that too first and foremost that should be the education that we know which translates into everything that we go on about in previous podcasts about we know everything about all the people that we love around us but not so much about ourselves Mm. so so true so we thought we'd take a bit of a different slant today and uh, talk a little bit about the personal learning that I have gathered as a 41-year-old woman who is not quite in perimenopause yet, obviously a lot closer to it than I am away from it. But, you know, I guess for us, we want to educate women who are in that same age bracket, in their 30s, in their 20s, to understand that there are things that we can do in our life and things that we really um, should be doing to support ourselves as we lead into this phase of life. Yeah, and that affects so many aspects and parts of our life that if we were informed around it, it can actually be such a power in relation to how we work, how we sleep, how we do our personal stuff. There's so many aspects where it can be so powerful for us. So, yeah, let's go. Yeah, for sure. And I think too as well, you and I through our work, we are very deeply passionate about this and (laughs) you wouldn't think so, but but we are, and not even just from the education around menstrual cycles and menopause, but that whole health and well-being mm-hmm. lens. And you and I, we are just on an audacious mission to create impact across, let's say, the world around women coming back into their bodies and really supporting themselves. And I really don't want to have to hear another woman say, I wish I knew then what I know now. And, you know, if we can at least educate, say, one woman around their body and their cycles, then that's just such a huge uplifting moment for us, isn't it? It is. And happy to say that there's more than one woman that we are educating. So um, we hear about that feedback day in, day out. So true. So let me share some of the greatest learnings that I have had 
from not just through my study, but also through experiences, of course, with this wonderful woman next to me in Lisa, and also the wonderful women that we have worked with, the women that we've spoken to on our podcast, women that have been in our workshops and just shared their experiences. And I have to say, you know, in my 41 years, it's it's been those experiences of others that you really do embrace and just learn from mm-hmm. and uh, some really great learnings that I've had that hopefully I can impart towards you so that you can start where you are and see yourself where you are in your life and, and what you could be doing to support yourself. So obviously as a health and wellness coach, I absolutely appreciate lifestyle and the role that our lifestyle plays in our ability to function, our thriving and um, our energy. But I'm really learning and appreciating that for women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, that that lifestyle element is so vitally important. Yeah, you can't dismiss it. And the the sad fact is, is that we're going into this, you know, this time of our life and really underplaying that. And there's never been more important time to be overplaying it um, and overdoing it almost. For sure. And key part of that that feeds into that is stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're seeing more and more the high incidence of stress and high incidence of burnout. But we're also appreciating, and again, this isn't new knowledge to me, but I'm also learning that as we come into that pivotal life phase, that stress plays such a huge role in how we feel and the impact of the symptoms. And, And a lot around weight gain, that anxiety, that brain health, it just, it's really, really such a, um, yeah, you know, the stress that we feel just really trumps everything that we're doing and has such a big, big impact on the way that we feel. Correct. You just took the words right out of my mouth, Nat. So you can be doing the best nutrition plan. You can be uh, moving your body in the greatest way, which actually does help with stress. So the more movement you are doing, the better, but we tend to delay that movement um, when we're quite stressed. You can be doing all the most wonderful things, but stress will trump it every time because we don't, um, we, you know, our body's really, really clever and we don't give it the kudos that we should in listening to it um, and making sure we keep the stress under control. And you're always saying, you know, stress, we're going to have a certain amount of stress there, right? But we don't, you know, we don't negate it or it doesn't go away fully 100% because a little bit of stress isn't bad. Mm. Well, that's it. It's it's that stress. It's that you stress mm. that supports us to rise to the challenge to keep moving forward, keep pursuing our best life. Everybody has that that level of good eustress. Mm-hmm. It's that distress which is really harmful to our life and it's and it's that constant distress that we find ourselves in. And we know that we are, um, as I said, a, a very high stressed society at the moment, but we need to find a way to choose how we respond to stress. And perhaps I know we've spoken about stress before on the podcast, but maybe there's an opportunity to have another conversation about it too, because it's just something that is just so vitally important to understand. Another really important key learning that I have had has been around weight-bearing exercise. Now, I'm a super keen runner and um, get out and do lots of cardio running in running marathons, and um, I'm by no means ready to give up my running. I've got my big goal of going for the big six marathons across the world, but what I've come to appreciate is just how important weight-bearing exercise is. And again, I've learned this through Lisa, I've learned this through other experts too, because it's that impact of the muscle mass and the bone density as well Mm. during this phase and um, post-menopausal too, 
that we need to build be building that muscle throughout our life, particularly at this age. And for me, I've absolutely incorporated, you know, two to three weight bearing sessions throughout my week as well. Yeah, really important, especially when uh, one of the big symptoms uh, or one of the things that can happen as um, especially postmenopause is things like osteoporosis and osteopenia and the work that we do leading into it, I think it's like, you know, the most crucial time is three years leading into that sort of um, tricky period with our bone mass. Um, We really need to make sure we're doing a good amount of weight bearing exercise and then we continue it through. And that can be, um, you know, things like, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to a gym. It can be like, I I will, I will load up my groceries and um, I'll carry those bags into you know, the house, you know, like, like a weight. And so look at, it's like that primal movement as well with your body weight is, you know, don't dismiss what you can do. Sometimes I get on the floor with um, a few, um, a few towels and I do lots of exercise, just cleaning small parts of my floor. So I'm moving around as well. Um, and, you know, you're, you're, as you're so on fours, on your, on fours, you're actually cleaning the floor and you've got that weight bearing exercise that you're, you know, you're cleaning with one hand and you're holding your body up with the other. And I know it sounds funny. It's like, oh, why would you do that when you can just get the mop out? Yeah, I could do that. But I'm just looking at ways that I can incorporate that primal movement in addition to the other weight bearing exercise you might do at a, you know, more formal type of gym as well or weights at home. Perfect. And I love that because, you know, again, it's that whole thing about coming into your power and deciding what this phase of life looks like. Mm. Um, I have to say, I don't think I'm going to get on. No, I know you won't. Cleaning the floor. But if that's what it looks like to you, Lee, that's amazing. I don't do it all the time, but it's amazing how much of a, like, Mm. you know, and then you sort of go, oh, I'll do a little bit more. And, you know, you sort of, you build up a bit of cardio, you're doing the the weight on 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 the all fours. It's actually quite funny. I do laugh about it, but it's great. And it's all those little bits that we, you know, you think about how a baby crawls and moves and things like that. It's very primal, um, but that primal movement has a, it's very underrated. um, And I really encourage you to have a look at what that looks like. You know, if you don't have many, if there's not too many groceries for you to carry from the supermarket to the car, use as an opportunity to carry those, you know, one in each arm for, you know, walking out there. If you've got too many, I get it, put in the trolley. Mm. But just look for the opportunities through your day where you can do some really primal um, weight-bearing exercise Mm. and you'd be surprised as to like, oh, yeah, Mm. well, good. No, it's true. It's great. And and as a yoga teacher, uh, even more so I've come to appreciate just Mm. how beneficial yoga is for uh, weight-bearing but also for balance too because as we start to get older, we start to lose that balance as well. So, um, again, another great exercise. And can I just say then, we've talked about lots of variety of exercise, gym, yoga, um, and you still need your cardio, so that's great with your running and um, primal exercise. So, you know, and I love to walk. So look at variety in what you're doing as well. For sure. Another key one here is around nutrients that we get from our food. And of course, this isn't new to me, but I have an appreciation for how those nutrients change and what's needed for you Mm. as you go into this phase of life. So, you know, we can eat a certain way in our 20s and our 30s and really nurture our cycle through various foods. Uh, But as we come into this stage, there's a and a need for um, greater nutrients, one being protein. I've oh, really huge. come to learn how yeah. important protein is, yeah. but also ensuring that we are nutrient deficient, sorry, no, nutrient rich, rich. Yep. 
because a lot of women are nutrient deficient coming into this phase of life. So for me, whenever I eat, and it is always front of mind, I'm ensuring that I'm, I'm filling my body with good nutrients, um, not just for today, but for the future as well. Yeah. So what's really important there, and I call it, as you know, Nat, uh, bang for your buck in relation to what you're putting into your mouth at every meal. So if you're going to feed yourself, make it count. And one of the things I have found myself is I, I do do a little bit of fasting, but when even when I'm not fasting, I probably would have two really good meals a day with one or two snacks. So, you know, what does that look like? So yes, think about the rainbow when you're putting your plate together. But one of the things that you want to focus on very much at this time in life is some healthy fats good quality proteins like you talked about and also lots of leafy green and also cruciferous vegetables now our liver has a big bearing um, and the way it works on our bodies at this time of life so you want to be giving it um, nutrients and foods that are going to really support it because that's the you know that's the organ that's getting rid of any toxins or um, used hormones you know we don't want to be re-distributing re, um, these things throughout um, our body once they're used we want to get rid of them uh, use it and lose it I suppose um, so we to be able to do that our liver needs the support through the foods that are going into um, into our body to be able to do that so when I talk about cruciferous vegetables I'm talking about broccoli like we, we have that every night at home cauliflower Brussels sprouts, um, and then we're talking about leafy greens. Um, you can't have too many of those things. And I would aim as one little life-changing thing, I would aim for two cups of leafy greens and or salad as a minimum on your plate every night or ev for every meal that you do. And that can be looking at like, uh, you know, two really great big handfuls of spinach that you cook up with eggs in the morning. You can have a beautiful leafy green uh, with some um, healthy proteins and healthy fats at lunch. And then at dinner time, you can have another veggie or, you know, beautiful Asian greens that you can stir fry up. And you have done great if you can get those kinds of things in through your day every day. And you'll be happy to know, Lise, that I uh, chopped up some broccoli for my omelette this morning. Nice. Grated some zucchini, added the spinach, and uh, it's funny, we eat a lot of broccoli as well, and my husband and daughter always say, not broccoli again. Oh, my gosh. We're, well, actually, I'll give you a tip, Nat, and I think you've already started doing this. We cut up florets of broccoli. I've got so many people doing this. And then those florets, we cut them in half so they're flat, and then I put a good, good amount of olive oil into a fry pan with some salt and pepper and some fresh garlic or dried garlic granules. And then we fry the broccoli up. So it sort of like caramelizes a little bit. And you can do the same thing with the cauliflower. It is the easiest way um, and just a different way to steaming it all the time to have your veggies. And I'll chuck some beans or whatever else I've got in there. But that broccoli and cauliflower forms the basis. And I would encourage everyone to give it a go. Been a game changer in my household, that's for <laughs> sure. My husband's like, I could eat this all the time, yeah. exactly like the assembly. Yeah, and it's I'll, been good. I will tell you, the kids prefer their broccoli and vegetables that way. So I've been doing that for a while now. If yeah, they eat it, love it, awesome. Love it. See, I'm always learning, continuously learning. <laughs> a couple of other things that I think is really important to recognise too, that this phase of life is our entire being recalibrating for another phase of life that we're going to come into post-menopausal. So true. And so important as well that I've really come to appreciate that we don't just happen to get to menopause. There's an evolution to that phase of life. And this is precisely why someone like me, um, which I don't get this as often anymore, but I was getting why am I talking about perimenopause at my age? And this is why we do the work that we do as well to educate those women before they come into that phase of life because it doesn't just happen. 
it's that evolution across our cycles. It starts from our first period and it becomes who we are across our lifetime to then end up in, in perimenopause and menopause. And as we always say, the more that you know about your body, your cycles, the more that you can start to connect those whispers and those changes and and play with these different things mm-hmm. around what you might need to be able to support yourself. It's funny because as you talk about that, Nat, I actually had coffee with someone this morning um, around, you know, uh, when we go into puberty and how we have to really honour um, the body at that time of life because it does take a few years for, you know, a, girl, a, young, a young woman's cycles to normalise. And during that time, uh, a lot of people, you know, they might have some heavy bleeding or, you know, sometimes what, just while because estrogen is generally high during that time and progesterone is is coming in, but it comes in slower than estrogen. And until there's a balance between estrogen and progesterone, we have this issue or we can have this issue with heavy periods. And a lot of people see that as a real, um, you know, a real an issue. And, you know, we can tend to resort through to um, using contraception to normalize it. But what that does is it sort of stops that reproductive um, evolution and getting to that balance in its tract. And we're not allowing our body to actually get to that normalized, balanced issue naturally. The point of this is that's just one example of where we need to know what's happening with our body. And then once that normalizes, we want to be developing a really good reproductive cycle, which, as you know, is a report card for our, not just our reproduction, but how our body is functioning, um, you know, right from the start, day in, day out. And then through that, we obviously need to support ourselves like we're talking about here. And then if we're supporting ourselves, we understand our bodies, we then enter this phase of life, next phase of life, this recalibration with education, knowledge, and an understanding that there is a real recalibration and and it's going to look different again. And I think that we need to acknowledge that there is, I'm saying acknowledged a lot here, but we do need to understand that there are different phases and our body's going to do things differently from the time we hit puberty, so our first puberty, to the time we head into menopause, our second puberty. If we were uh, understanding that and accepting that, uh, being more accepting of it, I think we'd have a much better transition around this time. Absolutely. Perfectly said. And my next point here that I had down here was not to fear this phase of life. Yes. And I've definitely, again, this has come from study that we've done and and working in this space, but it's really been through the stories with other women and having this podcast and really just emphasizing Mm -hmm. that we can come into our power. And I keep every day coming back to that quote from Grace Zielinski, who was on our podcast, who shared We've given away our power by not having the knowledge about our bodies, Mm. not having the knowledge about our cycles and our phases. And I always think about this and I just think we, we knew that, right? That's This is why we do perimenopause power, but just acknowledging it in that way that we've given away our power. And uh, again, if there is just one person that we could reach with this knowledge around this concept of I wish I knew then what I know now and preparing women before they've come into perimenopause that these are the things to be aware of that it allows us to embrace our power, allows us to come into our own and um, choose what this phase of life looks like. It might not look like uh, leases in cleaning the floors on all floors. (laughs) Just throwing that back in there. Yeah, well, you got it. It's funny, isn't I've it? I've got this vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take a video now. You can see it. <laughs> um, but it's it's allowing us to come into our power. And I just feel 
so much more um, aware and appreciative of just how important we can coming into our power really is from from the learning that we're having through our conversations. Yeah, yeah, bang on. I don't have anything to add to that. Actually, you've hit that right on mm. the head. Do not fear it. So, um, look, that's that's pretty much some of the key points that I wanted to share, as I said, from a woman who is not quite there yet. But I will also say too, and Lee said before, around the power of our cycles and how they are our greatest health report card. Mm. And just in the last couple of months, I have actually noticed some changes in my cycles. So I'm, I'm having, um, I've had a couple of shorter cycles, longer bleeds. I've noticed some bloating. Um, and, you know, we've spoken about it, Lise, and you've offered some um, thoughts around food and, um, you know, changing some certain things, but it's through tracking my cycle and knowing my cycle and being connected to my body that has allowed me to see some of these subtle changes. And although they're not, you know, blaring um, alarm bells at me, it's just, it's information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that we can't dismiss those things that are happening. If there's something slightly different, like what Nat was just describing, you really need to take um just take hold and 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 stand up and be aware of it because that could be just the start of something a little bit different happening and that's totally fine um but being um educated allows you to make any changes or tweaks that you need to for your body moving forward perfectly said and we'll we'll finish up on that note but i do want to also reiterate that there's great ways that you can work with us um as you know and have come to learn we are women's health coaches bringing together complementary experience and passions and skills and we are here to support you through uh perimenopause and menopause but also before that as well mm-hmm. around nutrition mindset stress uh movement uh setting goals and and really supporting your greatest health and um, I might just do a little bit of plug here, Nat, before we finish off for our just talking about cycles and now Women Thriving Together membership. We actually did um, one of the months that we've done so far, our masterclasses was all around um, the female advantage and what that means and looks like for tracking your cycle and the different ebbs and flows through the different phases of the cycle from one month to the next. So if you'd like to join that community, we talk about all things cycles food, all the things that Nat had just um, mentioned. And, you know, we would welcome anyone to come into the space and, and join this great community that we're building there. For sure. And we'll pop the link to Women Thriving Together in the show notes. But thanks again. Thank you for always just um, sharing your time with us and immersing in your own learning and your own knowledge about your body and your phases. And as I said, we get such a great uplift and energy from being able to do this work and and really appreciative of, of having this opportunity. Love it, Nat. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.